The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, girls. Welcome back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo, your host. This is another solo episode. My apologies. I know last week I promised you girls that Tasia would be here today with lots of juice from her New York trip. However, things didn't work out that way. It's okay. Things happen. I'm more than capable of taking over the show today. It's not an issue. So girls, please don't crucify me. Hands on the Bible. Next week, she will be present. Okay. Anyways, so it's Pride Month, and because it's Pride Month and I am a queer individual, I wanted to give you girls a Pride episode. All things Pride, my experience A through Z, start to finish, where I started to where I'm at now, what it's like as a queer person, and everything in between. This will be a cute and gorgeous interactive episode because on Instagram, I, I did have you girls submit me any queer-related questions, your experiences, your coming-out experiences, good and bad situations you've been in because of your gender, identity, or sexuality, all things queer, okay? So, this week was great for me. I'm going to start off just saying that. Great week. I'm down 60 pounds now. Cute and gorgeous. The, 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 the pounds just keep dropping, girl. And as they should, they got to keep on dropping, Okay. Um, face looking chiseled, looking snatched, and I'm really gaining myself back more and more every day. I'm not perfect. No one is. I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I'm feeling so damn good lately. I still have my, my days where I'm like, ew, but generally speaking, that is so rare nowadays. Back in the day, every day, I, I, I hated myself. Now I'm just like, wow, girl, you're really doing it. So that, that's cute and gorgeous. It's, it's it's doing a number for me in so many different ways. Like 
losing weight is not just oh they're they're getting smaller it's not just that it's not just oh they want to be skinny no it it comes with a lot of other things it comes with a lot of health benefits it comes with a lot of um you know a, a confidence boost not to say that you have to be skinny to have confidence that's not what i'm saying but you know i am gaining more and more confidence which makes it easier for me to engage with people to hold conversations because i'm not so focused on my physical appearance that I couldn't help. Well, obviously it could help, but you know, at the present moment, there wasn't really anything I could do. I, I, that was who I was. And it made me so self-conscious that I couldn't fully engage. So it's a whole mental thing. It's not just someone wants to be skinny. There's so much more to it. But anyways, so I'm, I'm very excited to just continue this journey and, and, and update you girls. And it feels great. It, it genuinely does. I got some new sheets from Target yesterday. Not that that is even relevant information, um, but they're very cute and gorgeous. We live, love, laugh. What? Live, uh, live, laugh, love. Target. Ooh. So to start off this Pride episode, I've been updating you girls over the past few weeks, months-ish since Easter. You know, I sent my homophobic grandfather the photo of me on Easter with the dress on. Very, very much a G-rated photo. My shoulders were the only thing exposed. It's on Instagram if you want to check it out. I am Camel Camille. Show some love. If you're not following my Instagram, what are you doing? Come on now. Help a girl out. I'm almost to 100K, okay? Anyways, I sent him that photo right now. Y'all, y'all have already heard the story if you're an avid listener. Um, so he basically was just like sent me weeks later that he was going to pray for me. I sent him some other petty ass messages. He didn't ever reply to those. Well, I saw my siblings a few days ago and they had seen him a few days prior to that. And he had extended an invitation to me um, through them and was like, um, I, I didn't want to reach out to Cam because I know they, they probably wouldn't message me back. But um, um, you can let him know that um, he, he's invited to this pool party. And because it's not at my house, he can dress however he wants. But let him know that if he does come to my house, he can't dress like that. He's got to dress like a man because that's what he is. And I hope you're not mad at me, Tay-Tay. That's just how I feel. That's just my opinions. And that's just wrong. It's wrong. And I just... I can't believe he he sent me this disturbing photo on Easter and it just was so disgusting. I can't even show you. You would be sick to your stomach. Oh my God. What a troubled individual. You can't make this shit up. How does somebody extend an invitation in such way? Like, it's the audacity for me. You're inviting me to something, someone you don't care for, someone who you know does not like you whatsoever, and you are putting these parameters and stipulations on said invitation. I can come as I am to this event because it's not, not at your house. You're not the one hosting it. But if I come to your house, I have to present in khakis and a fucking button up. What? Like, what does that do? Like, what? Ask yourself this. Now, I know none of my girls listening or have that type of toxic mentality, or so I hope. 
But I wish people would ask themselves why it matters how somebody presents themselves. Why would me coming to his house as somebody I'm not, why would that make him feel good? That is so weird. It's so weird to me. I could never look at another human being. And I, I, it is such a concept that I can't wrap my head around. A human being seeing another breathing, living organism and feel slighted by them. Someone who's not bothering them. Why? Because of their skin color, their, their, their sexual preference, their identity, the way they express themselves, the fact that they speak another language, the fact that they're quote unquote illegal or, or didn't, or don't have, you know, like all these things that don't matter, does not matter. We should judge people off of their character and the energy they put out into the world. We shouldn't be judging people off of superficial shit or things that are completely out of their control, you know? And it's, it's funny because I actually saw a review recently, someone had left and they had said, that I am such a judgmental person. And I find that so funny because I know that I'm not. And I hope that no one, that people don't actually think that. Like, sure, I'm, I make judgments. I mean, every human being does. But I'm not sitting here judging anybody else. Now, I will judge your actions and I will judge the way people treat me and the way people treat other people. I will judge people's character all day, all night. And I will judge the actions that people show me. Sure. But I, I would never judge somebody's appearance or somebody's weight or somebody's sexuality or their religious beliefs because it's none of my business. It doesn't fucking do anything for me. And, you know, it just, ugh. I can't, I can't, it just bothers me. It really does, like, th there's people out there like this. But um, anyway, so needless to say, I messaged him again yesterday, as Tasia would say, I chose violence, I did. I woke up and I chose motherfucking violence. I had like, there was a few days where I didn't say anything and then it just kind of like sat with me, everything that my brother was telling me. And so I messaged him again and I said, First of all, I sent him this text post that I found that said, Happy Pride Month, everyone. The word homosexual didn't appear in the Bible until 1983. And the original Leviticus 18.22 verse that thumpers like to toss around said, Man shall not lay with young boys as he does women, referring to pedophiles, not gays. The scam of all scams. I sent him that. Now, I can't fact check that exactly for you. I don't, I don't know about the 1983 thing or the exact verse, but I do know, however, that the Bible, the, the original Hebrew text was translated incorrectly. That is a fact. There was no mention of gays at all. There was, there was no mention of it. It was pedophiles that were mentioned, okay? But it was translated for somebody's, or to fit somebody else's, you know, ignorance if you will and so now it's it's gays but what's funny to me is these people who throw that around they're people who consider themselves such devout christians and what bothers me is generally speaking 
people would refer to somebody like my grandfather as a miraculous man. Oh, he's such a family man. He's so handy. He's so helpful. He builds stuff for people in need. He does favors, errands. He's active in the church. He's this, he's that. Sure, great deeds, but those deeds would not be extended to somebody outside of the straight white community. If it's not walking, talking, acting like these people, they don't, they're bothered. People are bothered by the unknown or what they don't understand. And it's crazy to me that these same people, they, they preach the word of God. And they say things like, we live in a free country. I love America because it's so free. But they don't extend those freedoms to anyone who does not look and act like them. And that is so embarrassing. It's it's so hypocritical. It's the hypocrisy for me. And these people, they read the Bible regularly. I don't read the Bible whatsoever. But how do I know? Or, or how, how am I able to walk? With, more, with love in my heart? How am I able to walk how God would intend a, a Christian to walk and love people and experience people and embrace people? Why can I walk more like a Christian than you can? I'm not even fucking Christian. I don't even read the, the damn Bible, but I know the Bible says love thy neighbor. And that to me is the most important part of the whole damn Bible. Love your motherfucking neighbor, regardless if they're fucking black, white, Asian, gay, straight, trans, ex-trans, detransition. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. If tomorrow I wanted to be macho, manly and buff and present myself as fucking Paul. I could do that. And why would that why would that be up to anybody to try to figure out or like nitpick? Like it's it's nobody's business, okay? Let people live. Let people fucking live. You you want to say that you're so good and such a a good Christian person, but you are doing nothing but spread hate. And and this hatred is coming or stemming from this ignorant mentality that you were taught that really stems, there's no premise to it. There's no real truth behind this hatred that people put out into the world. There, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it other than the fact that straight white people have this superiority complex and this God complex and they think they're clean and good and amazing and that they are the standard. You are not. You are not. You are becoming outnumbered. Thank God. Uh. And yeah, I'm just like, anyways, so I sent him more messages. I said, crazy to think there are people in this world who are bothered by good, sane people happily loving one another. The most embarrassing thing about being related to you is you'd rather me live a miserable life with a female than me experience something real and beautiful the way God intended us to all. So for that reason, you will never receive an invitation to my wedding in the future. And the fact that your corny ass told Taylor, my brother, 
that I sent you a disgusting photo that you couldn't even show him. Only dug your grave deeper with me. It's a fucking dress. Get your head out of Shirley's dusty ass and grow the fuck up. That's his bitch ass wife, which by the way, if you're listening, probably not. This is not a threat. This is a fucking promise, Miss Shirley Ann, Miss Vera Bradley herself. Thank you. If you ever look at my pure, innocent, sweet, loving, incredible sister, innocent, sweet little Jasmine, if you ever look at her in your entire life again, like she's an abomination or that there's something wrong with her or like she doesn't fit in or or whatever, why are you looking at her that way, bitch? Let me tell you, you will be scalped next time I fucking see you, bitch. Not a threat, a motherfucking promise, okay? Anyways. Ah, yeah, he also told me when I was younger and my mother was pregnant with my sister, the one that they stare at so disgusted with, disgustingly at. He told me that she was going to be an abomination because her father is black. That never left my mind. It never left my mind. And they look at my sister and I like we're specimens. Shirley's always in the corner looking at my sister like she's a fucking science project. And I'm disgusted by it. That disgusts me. And what bothers me is that me saying things like this or 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 feeling upset or feeling emotions towards people's actions and, and towards people acting like this makes me the bad guy. Like, make that make sense. Why am I the nasty person? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have these reactions. I wouldn't have this callous vibe to me, if you will, if it wasn't for the treatment that me and my people receive. Like, what? And, like, I don't just go around bitter and mean, but, like, if you're mean and hateful, I I don't have to spare you your feelings. I don't have to turn the other cheek. I don't have to walk away. I don't have to be the bigger person. And I'm not going to be. I will hurt your feelings. And if that makes me the problem, what does that make them? A bigger problem. Because there would be no problem if the problem didn't fucking be a problem. Okay. One plus one equals two, bitch. Acting like I sent you <clears throat> my sex tape. You're the most embarrassing, dramatic, self-righteous people I know. My children will never learn to hate and be so goddamn ignorant as you two are. Then, because apparently my dress photo was just so disgusting, I thought this one might give him a heart attack. So I did send him a photo of me in a bathing suit the other day. It's on Instagram. I am Camel Camille. Go show some love. (laughs) Here's a better one for you. If this offends you, me, in an appropriate bathing suit like most women wear, feeling good about myself, then there's a special place in hell for you. Then I sent him another text post that said a friendly reminder that you don't need to fully understand the nuances of gender identity to know that each individual person knows who they are better than you ever will. And that is something I try to put into words. So I'm so glad that I have this beautiful text post because it is the argument I make all the time, especially with like my family, like most of my family is understanding or they they try to be, they, they've, they've made progress. So I'm, I'm not going to say they're bad people by any means. Um, but a lot of them do hold on to these expired ideas of who I was as a child. 
well, you didn't always dress like this. You didn't always act like this. Um, how do like my, my Mimi bless her heart, sweet as a peach. And she means well, and I do live with her and I love her dearly. But even this year, a few months ago, she was, we, we were talking about my relationship and, and my identity. And I told her, I told her I was non-binary and she was like, well, how do you know all these things? How do you know you don't like women? Like, what if it's just a phase? A phase? I played with Barbies till I was 12. I wore this, the day I came out of the closet, the next day I came to school, makeup, purse. And f- from then on out, I expressed myself more freely. It, it it genuinely took me coming out of the closet to express myself the way I really wanted to. I couldn't fucking put on a dress or a crop top because one, I lived with people that weren't buying me those things. I didn't have a job and people, my family would have made comments. They, they wouldn't have allowed me to, to dress like that. Like, what do you mean? Because you took me to church on Sunday and chaps and khakis that that's how you thought I was going to dress my entire life. You thought you were going to groom me into this good young man. That's not who I am. That's not who I am. And they get they get stuck on that. I'm like, well, I know who you are better than you think you do. How? Let me quiz you. Let me ask you a few questions about me. You'll get every single one of them wrong. How do you figure you know me? Because you raised me. I was so quiet. What? Anyways. <clears throat> so I sent him that. Also sent him one other, um, you know, text post thing. It was like a picture of these gays at a at a pride rally and they're just minding their own business being cute and gorgeous and then there's a bigot with a MAGA hat on um a bunch of Trump stickers my god maybe I'd respect them if they didn't make it their whole personality as if confederacy and gun control and or not gun control but guns and bigotry isn't your entire identity and personality one is their identity is them being themselves and trying to love one another and preach love and yours is being hateful because you think that we're wrong and disgusting and an abomination. Why do you feel that way? From false information. Grow the fuck up. Do your fucking research. God damn. Y'all are fucking dumb as shit. So yeah, that was that story. Now that we're 20 minutes in and I feel like I still haven't even got to the juice. I'm going to go on a break. But when I come back, we're going to dive right into my full experience and... Get ready, girls. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, we're back. So let's just get right into it. So as a queer person, I, I've told my coming out story before, but um, I'm going to give a more in-depth version to the girls. Um, so as a child, I always knew that I wasn't like the other boys. I didn't know what that was about. I, I didn't know how to put my finger on it, but I didn't want to hang out with the, with the boys in my neighborhood. I hung out with their sisters. And I had a, a best friend, Sarah, and we played with Barbies every day. We we were just the girls. We were the girls being girls, you know? And I remember, like, you know, as a child, like, you can remember some memories, like, kind of vividly. Like, you were probably, like, three years old, you know? But it's, like, like a like a 10-second flashback that just like lives in your brain forever you know and I do remember telling my mother when I was like three sitting in her lap like I can see my whole living room I I remember telling her that I was going to marry her and she was like you can't marry me I'm your mom and I said that I'm gonna marry a boy she didn't question it and I remember in first grade my best friend, Andy, we were, the, the, the school year was coming to an end and we were saying our goodbyes and he kissed me and I'd been kissed by girls before. I had a girlfriend in kindergarten, you know, I, I, I was, I would, let me say this, let me just add this. I, when I was, my, 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 oh God damn, my mother, she always worked in daycares growing up and she worked at this one daycare and she would take me there. Um, I wasn't really in preschool, but like um, after kindergarten, when she'd pick me up, she would take me to her daycare. And I remember this one girl, Mary Jane, ironically, that was literally her name. Um, Me and her were like showing each other our parts, you know, like, I don't know what happened. Like why I was like sexual as a child like why I was so interested and I would always draw naked people but anyways that's so irrelevant to any of this point being made I had I had experiences with women and the coochie saw it touched it kissed a girl in kindergarten what you know what not first grade Andy kisses me and I liked it and it was different and I was like why did that kiss not feel like when Demi kissed me my girlfriend or you know, why did, why did, why did I light up like a Christmas tree, bitch? And so, you know, then, then the journey began for me of trying to 
understand where those feelings were coming from and what it meant. And over time, I, I noticed in even like elementary school, but I remember, I remember vivid experiences in middle school of me looking around the classroom and like playing duck, duck, goose in my head pretty much with all my classmates. And I would look at, I didn't deal with the girls. It was the boys. And I would look at them and be like, ugly, ugly, ill, couldn't stand a chance. Ooh, I wonder what he's got in his pants. Like I will play duck, duck, goose with these bitches in my head about who I wanted to fuck or who I wanted to not necessarily fuck. Cause back then I wasn't doing all that, but, um, who I, who I had an interest in, who I thought was cute and gorgeous, if you will. And I, I remember doing that in seventh grade. I remember doing that in sixth grade. And I did that all through school. It was weird. I did that all high school too. I, I would look around the classroom and when high school, it turned into who I wanted to fuck around with, you know, the same bitch. But, um, yeah. So I knew, I, I always knew I was different. I didn't really come to terms with what that was and what was so different about me up until, um, you know, I still in middle school, even though I was having those thoughts, I still dated girls. I dated uh, quite a bit of girls in middle elementary through middle school and my freshman year of high school and 10th grade. Um, but deep down, I, I still always knew that I had some type of attraction towards men. Like I would watch movies that like I remember watching Titanic and my like when I was a kid and my parents like trying to cover my eyes when they showed Rose's titties and like I don't want to see her titties I was hoping I would get a fucking shot of Jack's cock and I didn't so sad but um I was always looking at the men and, and the, the male biology I wasn't ever interested in like I I got two eyes women they're beautiful they got curves curvilicious delicious titties I love them they sit pretty and cute and gorgeous but it just doesn't get my rocks off, you know, like I would maybe grab a titty or two, but I'm not trying to put my dick in you or I'm not trying to get pegged by you either, mama. Um, you know, but anyway, so I knew there was something different. I hadn't fully came to terms with it. Like I, I went through this like period in my brain where I was still dating girls and I started to realize I was watching gay porn um, in seventh grade, one of my friends actually put me on to gay porn. Um, <clears throat> and we would fucking watch it on my PSP. Y'all remember PSPs? Yeah, that's that's where it started. The PSP and the cul-de-sac. My homeboy put me on to gay porn and I was excited boots. That's not to say that that's what made me gay. Because like I said, I already had all those gay thoughts and experiences prior. So... <clears throat> After around that period of time, I had this mentality for several years that I would never date a guy. Ew. But I would maybe mess with one. And I, I convinced myself fully that that was a logical idea and that that was okay and that, like, that wouldn't make me gay. And that, you know, I could date girls, but maybe maybe have like a sexual experience with a man here and there, maybe, you know, no, what? It's not logical. So I was really fooling myself. I was still, it was still obvious that I was trying to conform and still was eager for society's approval of who I was very toxic and very sad that, you know, I, 
we live in a world where well now that's not the case now like we're we're getting more and more representation out there and there's you know shows and movies and books and all this pride stuff everywhere um but growing up I didn't really have that representation and so I didn't know what it meant to be myself and I just knew I was different and like it sucks that we don't that we didn't live in a society prior where identity was taught to us at a young age instead it was like this is how you should be this is how you should look this is how you should act because you were born this way and now we're obviously getting more open and understanding of people and our differences and that's great and all but like growing up I didn't have that we didn't have that and still there's still a lot more progress that needs to be made but um yes I was still very much trying to be this person that I wasn't and I remember sitting at Woody's. It, I think it's called. I think it's called Woody's. It's in Atlanta. This is just how my brain works. I remember specifics. I remember sitting in there <clears throat> eating with my aunt and uncle. Now, mind you, my uncle has came around to the whole thing, but like growing up, it genuinely, whether he intended this or not, it. The energy he put out there, it really felt like he was trying to groom me into being this Christian young man. And it felt like it was coming from a fear of their suspicions. You know what I'm saying? Because we just, for some reason, always got on the topic of gays. And I hadn't even came to terms with my gayness yet, but I still was very vocal about how they are people and deserve respect. And we always kind of would get into conflicts about like, you know, if, if I, like, if, for instance, like if we saw gay people out in public, he would say like, why can't they keep that to themselves? Like, or, or like, <laughs> like, you know, so I picked up on that stuff and then it would, it would, it would, it would turn into comments like, then now that's not right. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta, the Bible says this, or we gotta do this. It's wrong. That's sin. That's desire. We gotta rebuke that. Just know like that's not okay. There's consequences to that. And so really it felt like he was trying to groom me into being somebody I wasn't. But um, I, I remember sitting at that Woody's in Atlanta um, right next to fucking uh, Piedmont Park. And I'm sitting there and simultaneously I had a newspaper in front of me and some one of the headlines was something about gay rights or something to do with gays and i look over and i see outside of the window a gay couple holding hands and he i remember him looking at me watch the gays and also have the fucking gay news article in front of me and i remember he like took the newspaper and like made a comment about the couple across the street and it was very obvious that he was scared that i was you know but even him, like, he's came around after years, like, one time, it, it, it meant a lot to me, honestly, like, years later, he came to me and was like, you'd be proud of me in Wednesday service, I I stuck up for um, gay people and blah, blah, beep, beep, bop, so, like, you know, cool, he, there's there's progress to be made, and it's, it's, it's people do it, but um, I was, I'm all over the place now, lost my train of thought, I was all over... I am all over the place. I was still trying to like play up this person for everybody's comfortability, you know? And so fast forward to ninth grade, 
I did unfortunately have my I lost my virginity. I've told this story on the podcast before. I lost my virginity at 14 to a much much older man who took advantage of me. Um <clears throat> it is a it is a trauma, a trigger of mine that I still deal with to this day. While I did consent, I was 14. He was well over 40 years old. He knew what he was doing. You know better. That's on that. Um but I did have that experience and then after that, I, you know, although that experience was disgusting um, and I didn't enjoy that experience, it did kind of break the ice for me and my sexuality. And so I did mess around with like a few other guys and I still was like convinced that I was straight. I still was like, oh, I can date girls. And I dated another girl after that. We messed around, whatever. And it just wasn't given what it needed to give. So then I stopped messing around with people, period, for a long time. It kind of like, I was I was, I was, was triggered, if you will. And I was trying to rebuke my sexuality. I didn't want to be gay. I, I, was, I, I was disgusted because my family and, and people and the media all made me feel like I was an abomination and gross. And so I was really trying to like put that behind me and really straighten up my act, if you will. And it wasn't until, was it my senior year? I think I started um, fooling around with my brother's best friend. And I ultimately fell in love with his stupid ass and wrote so many songs about him for a, that went on for almost 10 years. There was a lot of in between down periods of like two, three year periods, but still very much anyways. But I started messing around with him. And that was like the first sexual experience that I really enjoyed and was like, I like this. Like, this is what I want for myself. This is what feels good. And, and um, yeah, my, my brother and my brother's other best friend, they didn't like physically see us in the act, but they knew what was going on. I mean, there was babies on my face if you will my hair was all over the place we were out of breath came to the door all sketch looking like it was it was very obvious and they i've forgiven my brother for this and we've talked about this and it's i don't even not even an issue anymore but you know he was like wow it felt my brother's gay he always kind of knew but him and his best friend went and told two girls at the school and it was probably the worst two girls to tell because they had loud ass motherfucking mouths. And one of them would actually sit with me at lunch every day too. So it was just like the worst two people to fucking tell this business to. And of course they, they did. They, they spread that shit like wildfire. And I felt pressured to come out of the closet. And at that point, like I had been so heavily bullied throughout middle school and high school for being feminine and like even when I was saying I was straight like everyone was like you're not fucking straight bitch so I was I was heavily bullied all elementary middle and high school all of it and um yeah after the rumors got out I felt like fuck like now everyone knows I just gotta come out so I came out on Facebook and well I text my mother first 
I told her, I, I need to talk to you. She called me. I immediately was like, I can't talk to you over the phone. I got to text this to you. So I texted her and I was like, you know, I like girls, dot, 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 and boys. I'm bi. I thought coming out it's bi like most queer people. I've heard this same story. We thought that it would be more digestible and more comfortable for everyone around. So I did say I was bisexual. And maybe there was like a slight part of me that thought maybe I was. Maybe I hadn't fully, you know, I was still in high school. So my mom was like, Cam, she called me immediately and was like, after I told her that, and she goes, you are not bi. You are gay as hell. You are gay as they come. You are my son, and I know you all too well. And, like, she would always, like, make jokes. I used to date this girl, Alyssa, for a long time. And, like, she would always ask me, is that your girlfriend, Cam, or your girlfriend? For the um, audio listeners, she would always give, you know, the hand, the little, the little um, limp wrist, if you will. She'd be like, girlfriend. And I was like, no, it's my girlfriend. You know, I love girls, girls. Anyways, so she she told me, I, you, you're not fooling me. I know you're gay. Per. I went on Facebook with it, and then I, the way I presented myself, it didn't fully change. Um, I didn't, like, it wasn't, like, night and day. I always, like, even when I was, quote-unquote, straight, I was still kind of colorful and wore a lot of, like, I was shopping at Hot Topic and Rue 21 and getting fucking colorful skinny jeans, you know, and was only wearing, like, Lady Gaga shirts, and I had black hair, and I was straight in it since seventh grade, so, um... You know, like, I did start wearing purses, though, and makeup. And I started, like, buying, like, vintage clothing that was, like, women's. But it w- it looked like it could be unisex, so I could still, like, use the argument. This, is, this isn't a women's. But anyway, so it was, like, a, it, it's been, like, there's been so many chapters, so many developments as a queer person. So many, like, mental downloads and um, tears to my identity if you will i've been through different phases like i said like i went through a period where i I told myself that was like um eighth and ninth seventh through like ninth grade seventh through like ninth grade i was telling myself i'm not gay i would never date a man but i might mess around with one and then from me coming out of the closet that was my senior year till about um for about like till like 20 2014-ish, I would present myself femininely, but like it was very much like a gender neutral androgynous type of approach because I still had like, I had like this, I, I don't know if it's pride or what it, what, what it was like to me why like, I guess like the idea of somebody being like, you're wearing women's clothing bothered me. So I would like find things that looked like they could be men's I don't know. I it, it was weird. It was a weird m- mindset that I went through. A weird period of time, like when people would call me out for wearing a purse. I'd be like, "It's not a purse. It's a man bag." Weird. I don't. I don't know why I was acting like that. But then, um, I kind of got over that, and around um, what was it, two thousand fifteen ish? I started wearing crop tops and like actual women's clothing not just like women's clothing from the women's section that looks a little mask but like straight up women's clothing like I was wearing leggings and fishnets and 
I was wearing um, crop tops and occasionally I'd wear some panties. And yeah, then I really started wearing makeup. And that, I still was not like, I still hadn't really experimented with like hills and like crazy glam and like all these other accessories. Like it was still like, it was like a pretty boy, if you will. Like that was kind of like how I referred to myself was as a, a pretty boy. And then over the past like four or five years, I've really let go of all that. And I fully, it's 3.36 right now, 3.36 PM, 36 per, um, I've just given up on that. And I don't think about other people's opinions. I don't think about how this putting this on my body is going to affect other people. I just do it. I just do it. And I wear dresses now. I wear women's clothing. Like my entire outfit is entirely women's clothing nine times out of 10. I don't, I don't really have any male pieces in my wardrobe anymore. So it's just, it's interesting to see my journey and like to look back in hindsight and to um, revisit the different eras that were camo. My computer battery's about to die. Uh, that is homophobic. Almost ruining this episode. Oh my God. But, um, you know, it's not easy being a queer person by any means. Like, I have a lot of scary situations that I've been in. This episode's going to be a long one. You girls have been asking for long episodes, so I hope you're happy. <laughs> um, I have been in a lot of scary situations because I'm a queer person, and I have a lot of friends who have as well. And like, you know, coming to terms with my differences, I, I, I remember being in, I think it was eighth grade when I met one of my close um, girlfriends. She's now transitioned, but back then prior to her transition, um, I saw a lot of myself in her. She was very silly and very flamboyant and I gravitated towards her. And we were two peas in a pod. We were, we were inseparable for many years. Um, and we're still very good sisters. I see that I'm going to see them after this episode, actually. Um, hey, sister Jasmine, thanks for tuning in every week. Live, laugh, love you girl. But, um, prior to her transition, anyways, you know, I, I, we were the only real gays at our school. And even though we weren't really out of the, out of the closet per se, I think they were, I'm not really sure. Um, I was not, and I hadn't even came to terms yet with my sexuality, but I did know that I felt safe with them. And so needless to say, people already thought I was gay. I, I'm, I'm, I think they were out of the closet. I'm pretty sure they were like two grades a, ahead of me because I was a flamboyant and there was this gay individual rumors just started every every day at school people said we were fucking we were involved we were together we were dating this and the third there was like even like you know how the, like every high school has like that hate page like yeah there was people posted on those like there we had like this one where um they like had shared all this like juice about the high school and everyone in it and like someone had like taken a photo of me and them and like 
was like, they're dating, blah, 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 look at these fags. Wasn't the case at all. And I don't know, like, it's just really, it's really hard. It's, it's, so I've always tried to, like, st- stick with, you know, other queer people. And so I felt safe with that, with Sister Jasmine. Um, and they were a big part of me coming to terms with my sexuality. But, you know, I've experienced a lot of hate throughout school. I've, I've seen them receive a lot of hate throughout school. We received a lot of hate together throughout school. And it never made any sense. It, ne- it didn't because it, we never did anything to anybody. Now, we became easy targets and, you know, we were giving people reactions. So they kept fucking with us. And it is true. Like, if if people bother you because you're giving them energy or you're, you know, like, we were reacting, we were responding. Had I just turned the other cheek, they probably wouldn't have went as hard as they did sometimes. Um, but I guess, like, they got a, a chuckle out of us, like, you know, fighting back with them. And, um, yeah, I need to go on a break. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Sorry, girls. I was going way over break time. So anyways, lots of experiences good and bad being a queer person but you know we are targets and it's not easy navigating sometimes i mean every everywhere i go people are breaking their necks trying to figure me out trying to is that a man is that a woman uh look at look at them like i always have people um you know they'll do that thing where they'll like get a glimpse of someone and then they'll like try to like gesture like like i'll be places and someone will see me and then they'll like gesture with their fucking head and like be pointing like back or like trying to get people to look at me you know what i'm saying like why or i'll I'll hear side comments like it's embarrassing you people are so embarrassing like and it's and it's a lot of the times it's the people who consider themselves such good amazing devout christians and i'm just like how does that make you a good person you're not a good person if you're slighted by a human being because they're different than you you're not a good person it doesn't matter how many good fucking deeds you do if another human being bothers you simply being themselves you are a bad person period point blank period per but um yeah like also like dating is really hard especially being somebody like me like a non-binary person like we deal with a lot of chasers so they would say like or people t-girl chasers if you will well um there's a lot of them out there there's a lot of guys who sexualize people like myself and um other trans girls like i'm non-binary 
So I'm not like, you know, I'm not transitioning per se, um, but post, pre, whatever, trans people, non-binary people, they get fetishized and sexualized and disregarded. Like there's so many chasers out there. There's so many men who I've involved myself with and every one of my other trans friends and other people like myself and gender neutral people, we all go through the same experiences unfortunately where men they're into us but it's like taboo like they're into us because like my experience personally has been every i've never dated a a gay person ever i've never dated a guy who identified as gay every guy i had ever dated or been involved with for an extended period of time or had a fling or was sexual with was always straight straight passing straight presenting um considered themselves straight They would say things like, oh, I've never been with somebody like you. There's just something about you. Blah, blah, beep, beep, blah, blah, boop, boop, boop. No. And then they they always leave for a biological woman. Chasers. Y'all are the worst. Um, Y'all are fucking scum of the earth. And it's hard. It, It really is hard because you have these experiences. And, like, these experiences are a direct reflection of something we can't help. It's a, a, di- a direct, like the way people treat us, though the the our our shitty dating experiences. These are all stemming from something that we can't help, and so it 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 does something to you mentally because you know I I've been through periods of time where I'm like, why God, why didn't you just birth me with a vagina or make me straight? You know, like one or the other. Like why couldn't you have like was what is the rhyme and reason for this? Like, why would you make me this womanly being with a dick? Like, it causes, you know, dysphoria. Now, I've never really had, like, full dysphoria, like, where I was like, wow, I'm just, like, disgusted with my body, and I really feel bad that anyone ever feels that, but I totally understand when you don't feel comfortable in your body that, you know, you're not nice to it. But I definitely have had, like, moments of, like, where I'm like, you know, my life would be easier if I had been born with a vagina. And I hate feeling like that because I don't, I don't mind having a dick. I love having a dick. It feels good having one, you know, not going to lie, but I can't lie and say that I haven't thought to myself that my life would have been a hell of a lot easier had I been born more leaning one or the other way, you know? And, um, so dating is horrible in when you're somebody like myself and not necessarily gays like gays like gays be dating other gays but you know like when you're somebody like me or a trans person or it's really hard like it's already hard to date in the the, the community period but somebody like me it feels damn near impossible you really like who anyways um yeah i've had a lot of scary experiences like the one where i had you know, the, the DoorDash incident, I've told you girls about that. You know, I was DoorDashing the first and last day I ever DoorDashed. <laughs> um, I was DoorDashing in the fucking hood of Atlanta and these people were going back and forth about whether they wanted to shoot my faggot ass because I was wearing this floral dress trench coat. And it, it's just like crazy to me. And then I, I remember one time I was genuinely really scared for my life. I, I went to this um, day spa Korean day spa and it was like really late in the night and these places like so I love to go to Jeju it's um it's a Korean day spa 
And once you're in like the facility, you're pretty much naked. Unless you're like in the common areas, um, you're naked. You have to be. And there's like steam rooms and jacuzzis and everything like that. So I was in this steam room late at night, minding my own business. There was nobody else in there. I was feeling good and gorgeous. I was relaxed and I was steaming my pussy. And these two big guys came in there and they sat directly in front of me and their dicks started getting hard. Um, TMI, sorry. And they just like, one of them was like, oh, come suck my dick. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not sucking your dick. First of all, I don't know you were in a public place. You probably have fucking diseases. Could I be looking at everybody that's got a motherfucking disease? When it comes to sex, girls, watch out for yourself. Put it in your brain that anyone, any partner you got, anybody you're about to fuck, fuck around with, they got diseases. Okay. Um. So I'm like, no, what the fuck? And they like look at each other, and one of them walked out and was like, I'm gonna guard the door. And they stood outside of the door, and the other one said, You're going to suck my dick. And I literally almost lost my shit. I was like, if you don't fucking get your friend out from the fucking door, I'm going to scream bloody murder. And thankfully, they let me go. But they like, the rest of the time, they like were trying to gang up on me. And they would kept making comments, calling me a little bitch-ass faggot. You sure wanted this bitch-ass faggot to suck your dick? But it's because I look like a, a female. And like a lot of these men, they try to convince themselves that, Oh, it's, it's not gay or, oh, it's not this because they're this or they're feminine. Like, not just saying for me, but like, what difference does it make? Like, you're on grinder. You're fucking, you're not straight. Point blank, period. Like, you're not straight. Like, maybe you're pan and like, you don't care about gender. Cool. That's fine. But own that shit. Don't sit here and keep calling yourself straight. And you're over here trying to get me to fuck you or suck you, whatever the case may be. You're just not straight. Point blank, period. And we have to go through that all the time, like, I, like people giving us these, this. Oh, I'm not, I'm not gay. Okay, but you're sucking my dick. What do you mean you're not gay? What do you mean you're not bi? What do you mean you're not pan? Like, I, I'm not really identifying as a man per se, but like, you're still sucking a dick. You're, you're not, you're not straight. <sighs> so yeah, lots of looks, lots of. Lots of um, trauma, lots of trials, lots of tribulations. But I will say, as I get older and older and as time goes, honestly, especially in 2022, I've felt more celebrated and accepted and understood more than I ever have in my entire life. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of instances like bathroom encounters, like going to the bathroom is always another issue for me. Like, where do I go? Do I go to the women's restroom? Do I go to the men's? I flip flop on that depending on how I present. Some days I'm like in a dress and lots of makeup and I will go to the women's restroom. Not going in the men's restroom like that. What the fuck? But then some days I don't have any makeup on and I'm like just like in a t-shirt and like joggers and I will go into the men's restroom sometimes. Um, but uh, like the locker rooms, like anytime I would be in a locker room, like there would always be comments made. Like if I went to the gym, people would be like, you're in the wrong locker room. But I've been going to the gym a lot. That's also a little update on me. I've been going to the gym almost every day for the past um, 10 days. Um, only missed one day. And 
um, I've been going to the locker room and every time I walk in there, no one pays me any mind. And it's so beautiful. And I go to the gym and if you follow me online, like I post my gym pictures on my stories, I'm always in a crop top and some leggings or women's pants, women's bottoms, sometimes have makeup on too, a little mascara and blush. I don't, I'm not going to the gym full face by any means, but I go into the men's locker room and no one questions it. No one snickers. No one's like laughing. At least I haven't experienced that going to Planet Fitness. Maybe it's because it's Planet Fitness and there's it's, it's no judgment zone. I don't fucking know. But needless to say, we are we are progressing and I'm happy about that. But it's not been easy being queer by any means. So that's been my experience. I, I think I gave you guys a good gist of like my timeline of, you know, coming out and whatnot you know when I did come out of the closet a lot of people were like bitch we know we knew it's about damn time and a lot of people who were previously bullies to me they they, they had a change of heart and they were like I'm proud of you like it was a, it was a weird experience um but these are all my experiences so I'm going to go on a brief little break just so I can go through my questions on Instagram so I'm going to look at the, the questions you girls submitted and I'll be right back. Girls, I'm back. Y'all did not disappoint in my DMs. I'm seeing a lot of great questions. Sometimes like the questions are a little like redundant. And so I'm excited to answer some of these questions. Uh, let's see. So this Hatcher underscore Lindsay asked two really good questions. Can someone come out if they've never physically been with the same sex yet? Absolutely. Like, who's to say anyone can't do anything? Like, we can, you can, that's the freedom you get as a human being. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Live however you fucking want. You don't have to necessarily have, I mean, because think, 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 think about this. The logic of saving yourself for marriage, Okay. You mentally have came to terms with the fact, potentially, I don't know if you necessarily have, but um, assuming by your question, a, a person has, you know, maybe they've, they've mentally came to terms with the fact that they're into the same sex or both sex or they're pan, they don't, they don't see sex, whatever. Um, I hadn't had sexual experiences with men yet to know that I when I was growing up, that I had liked men. I, I knew I had a, a fondness towards the male biology. So I don't think you have to necessarily have sex because like, imagine like if we really all lived in that like mindset of save yourself till marriage. Well, how would gay people marry, you know? they. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, would there be gay people? I guess that's what the question should have been. Would there would there be gay people if we if we all lived by that? Like, you know, and I'm sure there would still be because, you know, I knew I was who I was, didn't fully understand it yet. And I hadn't came to terms with it yet. But like, it still didn't change from the fact that that's deep down who I was and inevitably going to be. <clears throat> so, no, you don't have to ha like have like this, you know, sexual experience to be like, hey, I'm gay. I'm bi. I'm pan. Like, no. You, you're open to it. So that that alone says to me that you're not, quote unquote, straight. 
And her other question was, do you think someone can just start being themselves without having to officially come out? Absolutely. Everybody's sexuality and coming out is so personal. I took the very public approach to posting it on Facebook just because I didn't want to have that conversation. Not that you even have to have those conversations, but I just felt like, boom, here it is. Rip the bandaid off. Everyone knows. Per. Whereas um, some people never really come out of the closet per se. Like they don't have that moment like, hey, I'm gay or I'm bi. They just, they just date and they live life for themselves. And like, it's not a, necessarily a secret. Like they, they, they're, um, they share their partner, they show, they show their partner off in public, but they never really came out of the closet per se. Um, yeah. So, um, Okay, so Ek underscore Morsi 19 asked, how can I be a better ally? Um, hmm, well, I don't know how opposed to your allyship now. I don't, I don't know. To be the best ally, just always stick up for us. Like, um, Mama Tot on TikTok, love her. She is... Go look at her videos. That is one of the greatest uh, examples of a great ally. That is that is, she is the definition of a great ally. Um, just you know, show up and show out for us. Show show up and show out for the community. Um, but also, like I have a friend who recently said something, and I know she didn't necessarily mean anything by it. She is an ally, so to speak. And she had said something about going to like pride and she was like, oh, but I got to let them know that I don't go that way. Don't say comments like that. Like that's assuming that that that's, ba that's basically like that mindset is you assuming that people that lesbians are just going to be into you and that, you know, like, no, no, it's, it's not the case. Like anyways, so yeah, just look at Mama Tot. She's a great ally. She's the best ally I've seen so far. Um, Cyber.Soph, my best friend's mom outed me to my parents and they cried. I'm honestly so sorry that you had to experience that. And I hope that they've came to terms and are accepting of you because that it is it's it's very hurtful and harmful to our mentalities and our mindset and our, you know, our mental health when we don't have the love and acceptance around us that we deserve, especially when it comes to us just being ourselves. <sighs> okay, so... Let's see. So, Anna Rose, underscore 95, sent a bunch of submissions. Oh, it's one story. I am married, but recently realized I'm bisexual. I've come out to some friends, my mom... But I'm unsure if I should come out publicly. I'm not doing any three ways with my hubby. So it's not like I'm doing anything about it or though I wish I could explore it. Should I come out to more people? Do you think that even matters now that I'm already set with my mans? I love him so much and I wouldn't ever think of leaving him. Um, I mean, what at that point, it's like. What's even the point? I mean, really, like. 
I don't know. It, it, it goes back to like I was saying, like, you don't have to like come out. Like, no one really has to come out. And you're like already married in, in a relationship. You don't foresee yourself leaving. So it's like, what is you telling people you're by going to really change about your circumstances or really do for you? Now, if it feels liberating, shoot for the stars. Like, okay, per, but like, if you're not going to go explore those sexual experiences and you're already married, like, how are you going to even tap into your bisexuality, I guess? So it's like, again, you don't have to have these experiences to know these things, but like, is it necessary for you to come out of the closet now? I don't really think so. But if if it'll make you feel liberated, then of course, by all means do it. But uh, I, I just personally, if I was in that same situation, I, you know, like, it, like, like, for instance, like, if I was married to a man and like, I've, you know, had like an attraction to a woman, like, I wouldn't just start telling people, oh, I'm bi now. Cause like, it just really wouldn't matter. Um, Okay. Elise Brie underscore. Did you feel scared at first putting yourself out on social media, especially TikTok? Um, mm, not really. I've never really had that that um fear, and I know a lot of people do, but I didn't. I just did it. I just fucking did it, and I I encourage everyone to just get out there and do it. Um. Okay, per, 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 per. let's see. Let me ask one or two more. Um, wow, I just lost a really good one. Okay. Berlin underscore Roberts. How do you come out to your dad? I want I don't want to mess up our relationship. I didn't come out to my dad. Um my mom kind of threw me under the bus. My dad brought it up to me. I remember his exact words to me were, um, <laughs> is this a publicity stunt for school? A publicity stunt for school? This shit wasn't being fucking televised. And what? A publicity stunt? Who was I? What? No, what? Um, I will say, you know, my dad, he's not a bigot. My dad is very cool. My dad, he is, um, you know, he would stick up for me and whatnot. But I will say... It's always been uncomfortable, I'll say that, when it comes to my sexuality. He doesn't necessarily, like, he doesn't have any comments or have anything to say in that regard. However, um, I can tell that people aren't just thrilled and overjoyed that I am this person. Not to say that they're embarrassed by me or, you know, disappointed per se, but, like, People don't ask me questions about my love life and my family. People don't ask me the same questions they ask my brother in regards to his relationships and his lifestyle. They don't ask me those questions. So um, I hope for your sake that it doesn't make your relationship um, soiled. But yeah. Jackie underscore Helene. or. Something like that. 
I told my mom I was bi and she replied, Jackie, no one's 100% straight. Your mom is right. No one is. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think anyone is fully straight. I think we've all had thoughts and, um, I think like the default is straight. Like most people just assume that most people are straight and are straight and like they, you know, people naturally just are born into thinking they're straight. So not necessarily, but, um, you know, everyone has those thoughts. Like everybody has those thoughts and some people explore them. Some people, some people don't, some people repress them, but no, nobody is 100% straight. I don't believe. Um, Hannah Bray, one, two, nine, three tips on coming out to highly sheltered conservative families. That's a tough one because mine was very conservative, very sheltered, sheltering. And if they have unconditional love, they'll see past it and they'll accept you for who you are. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough one. It, it, it definitely is. I guess I would maybe start with like one individual, someone you feel safest with. Um, and kind of open up to them, be like, would you, you know, still accept and love me if I was not straight and kind of gauge their reaction? I mean, I hate that people don't feel comfortable to come out to their families, but I do also know that it can, uh, um, you know, impose some issues. So maybe wait till you've moved out. If, if it's, if you're that like worried um light painter interesting name any advice for people experimenting with their presentation and gender just put shit on you know i started wearing um skirts this year for the first time i've always wanted to wear a skirt but i wasn't comfortable in my body yet um but yeah i started wearing skirts recently i'm 27 like it's it's never too late to experiment just put something on i put my first dress on i think it was 2019 um, I wore my first purse, I think it was 2013, 2012, 2012, it was 2012. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it, just do it, just, just put it on, like, I, I put the dress on, and I walked out, in, out, out in public, and, you know, it, it was weird, it was weird for the first, like, time or two I did it, because, you know, my brain was, convincing me that everyone was looking at me because I was in a dress and um, really wasn't the case. Sure, there were people, of course, but um, it really wasn't as scary as I made it seem. I think we put a lot of pressure on things that there doesn't need to be pressure on. So just do it. Just do it. Um, Money Baby asks, how do I respectfully ask someone what their sexuality is? So... Okay, so I'm assuming that you're into this person. If you're not, like, leave it alone. It doesn't really matter. Um, let them open up if they want. Or or find a way, to, a gentle way to bring up sexuality or something. Maybe let them in on your life. Like, yeah, I'm a little this, you know. Are you, you know, at all? But if you're, like, trying to date someone or you're, like, into them romantically, um, I think it's safe to assume everyone's a little bisexual or a little gay or a little queer so like i wouldn't say put the moves on them at all that's not what i'm saying but um 
you know, just if you like them, be like, hey, I'm into you. Shouldn't be a problem. They'll either tell you they're straight or not interested or, oh, the feelings are mutual. So there's that. Oh, this is a good one. Brea XA, thoughts on straight girls kissing at parties for male validation. Hmm, how do I feel about that? I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, actually. Good at how you live, girl. Um, I will say that it is, you know, gross that they're kind of feeding into... Like, men really sexualize, like, women fucking around with other women. And so, it is shitty that they're, like, playing with sexuality in a way to, you know, garner this attention from these men. Um, But then again, who's to say, like, why does it matter if they're even kissing to begin with? Like, I don't know. It's one of those things, like, I don't really care. It's not really my place. It's not really my business, but I will say, girl, if you're trying to like win over a man by doing that, it's like really silly, but also like, it just like, I hate that, 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 that bisexual women and like lesbians have been like far more accepted than like gay men. And like, there's a lot of men out there who are into women fucking around, but are like repulsed by like two men kissing. So you're like, kind of like catering to potentially a group of men who hate gays but they're into you and they're just that's just so f- fucking hypocritical and corny to me so like why are you even trying to please them I, I guess that hopefully that answered your question i don't really give a fuck um it's corny it's corny but i don't really care um i think i think that's gonna wrap up the questions today girls um I love y'all. Leave a review. I hope you liked this episode. Lots of juice coming. Tejo will be back next week. But till next time, ciao. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.